Hello and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast for Thursday, September 19, 2019, otherwise known as, and actually I'm not going to say what it is yet, because I feel like this is the weird holiday that made weird holidays popular, or as popular as they are, or it's like the weird popular, or it's the weird holiday that I feel like people have heard of. So Sean is with me today instead of Mike and Ben. I'm going to ask you if you can guess what weird holiday it is. Actually, before you say, don't say anything. (laughs) I want everybody who's listening to yell out their stereos what they think the weird holiday is. Is all of this okay. going to be in the in the podcast? All of it's in there. All right, now what weird holiday do you think it is, Sean? And wait, say that first part again about like you, it's the holiday that started all holidays. It's no, 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 it's the weird holiday, like all these stupid weird holiday things that I feel like people have actually heard of this one. Oh my gosh. Uh, when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, of course, Christmas." No, just <laughs> it's Christmas today. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have no idea what is I, it. It's International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, have of, you heard of that? Of course, I've. Uh, See, our, our, of course, I've heard of that. Very nice. <laughs> That's enough pirate. Yeah, we got I'll, a lot I'll, of pirate listeners. We don't want to offend I'll, them. I'll stop now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that's the one that people have heard of. Like I can remember hearing that in the early 2000s, and then. Man, did I dive deep into the weird holiday thing? <laughs> that Actually, is that's that's kind of started this podcast. That's the OG one, I would say. Yeah, yeah, original weird holiday. Right. I'm sure they were out there before, but none did it like this. That's one. right. Anyway, as you've probably gathered by now, and as I've said already, I think Mike and Ben are not here today. Sean is here. Uh, we figured we'd talk a little bit about you know we've as you guys probably know we've started working together more closely. But mostly what we're going to do is just go through a bunch of questions that we had people write in, which I think some of them will have to do with that. So I guess before we do that, though, Sean, why don't you just uh, maybe tell the people a little bit about yourself if they haven't heard of you. Tell the people what I'm here for. Yeah. Actually, that's enough. Let's go into the questions. <laughs> no. Uh, I, am, <laughs> I am uh, Sean Boyd. I'm a uh, woodworker and furniture maker based in Santa Barbara, California. I've been making furniture as a full-time job for probably like gosh i don't know five years now maybe Mm -hmm. sounds about right yeah but um yeah and then i kind of got into the youtube thing a couple years ago and just been been doing that since then so uh it's right now it's a mix of of custom furniture now that really is enough sean please (laughs) wait i want to keep i want to keep going (laughs) i love talking about myself you're like oh that's the hour it's one of those things where i hate talking about myself so much that I start to uh, freak out and then I just talk about myself more yeah. and more. <laughs> like when my parents met in, uh, like, Sean, this is too much detail, please. You're boring the listeners. All right, let's. That's all I got. People. Yeah, okay. So let's, uh, we'll get into the question. So first one comes in from RJ Kirk. We're starting off with a weird unwoodworking related one. One versus one game of basketball to 21. Who wins, you or Sean? I'll let you answer that. I guess it is directed towards me. (laughs) I'm the you in this question. That's right. I have never seen Sean play basketball, but I would venture to guess that I would demolish him (laughs) in a game of basketball. (laughs) Sean, defend yourself. No defense. No defense. That's uh, Are you not good? Well, I think um, I have a a decent amount of height, so that helps. But no. I'm I'm as tall as you. Right. There's there's our first issue. And then... um, I wasn't a basketball player as a kid. We didn't, uh, that wasn't something we played. They didn't much have that in Santa Barbara? No, we're, uh, we're, <laughs> we're strictly skateboarding and surfing. Uh, <laughs> no, I played soccer and that was my, that was my go-to sport. So there was no basketball. So no, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm an okay, I'm an okay, uh, shot, 
and I can make my make my way around a court, but you'd kill me. You're you're better at wood chip basketball than oh, actual basketball. Oh, definitely. But then if you saw all the like the edited footage, then yeah. you would you would realize that I'm terrible at uh It becomes less impressive. Well, we had a slight a, a quick little unofficial game mm-hmm. of horse going when you were here and yeah. I I think I was handing it to you pretty you, good. You, you, uh, to, to be fair, we were both fairly, fairly terrible. But yeah, you did, you did, uh, you did crush me pretty good. Wood chip basketball is hard. People don't realize it, it. is hard. It's right. too hard. Let's move on. <laughs> Next question comes in from Ethan Carter Designs. He says, what do you think slash hope you will learn slash pick up from woodworking and collaborating together more? How about that missed opportunity of not working slash collaborating together? You missed the hat trick. <laughs> There's, but you know what? Points for trying. Good job, Ethan. There's a lot of slashes, but but not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we hope to pick up from collaborating together? I, I have a first thing that pops into my mind, which okay. is one of. So obviously there's the obvious things like, you know, it's funner to it's more fun to work with another person than by yourself. Right. You know, you tend to like talk about ideas more and then they tend to become more flushed out or like just through conversing, you end up like you end up digging deeper into things that like you wouldn't go into in your own head. Like you'd have no reason to dig that deep unless you were like having a conversation with yourself in your own head where you end up kind of like unearthing weird ideas that you might not have gotten to otherwise. But one of the things that I think is less obvious that I hope to gain from it is by being, there's this like, whenever you have a YouTube channel, there's this pressure that you have to like keep content coming. And there's this other thing that I have that like, I want to try out bigger things and different things and, you know, grow the business and all those sorts of things. But I felt like there was no way to do that because I felt beholden to trying to get like at least three videos up every month. Mm -hmm. But one of the cool things now, like, I feel like I can do a better two videos per month and you can do a better two videos per month and we'll still have plenty of content on the channel. So I won't have that guilt feeling. So I feel like the big thing that one of the big things that I'm going to get from it is like the ability to grow in other areas and to try bigger things that I would be that I would feel I didn't have the time to otherwise. Right. I think I think we talked about it maybe a few weeks ago. But one of the things that as I got further into doing YouTube that I realized was that as a as a furniture maker, I, I want to try and, you know, always up my my game with every every new piece of furniture that is I design and I want to do new things and try more difficult things. And what I found with trying to keep up with the YouTube um, schedule is that I was starting to sacrifice kind of yeah. moving forward with with just getting content out. E- even though I was proud of the things I was making, it was, you know, I never felt like I was really pushing myself that that much forward. And so one of the things we talked about was that, yeah, this idea that we can now take, uh, you know, two weeks or, or, or something to design and, and really kind of right push a little, a little harder to do bigger and better things. So that's, that's one thing that like, I'm super looking forward to. Yeah. You know, it's funny is like the reason that I got into doing YouTube videos in the first place was when I was making custom furniture, I felt that same thing of like, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. I'm stagnant. Right. And so that pushed me into doing YouTube. And then like, you know, a few years into it, you, then you become beholden to the, the upload schedule or whatever. And it, it kind of, didn't become the same thing because like at least I was able to do more of a variety of things but yeah like it'll be nice to be able to spend more time with something not feel as pressured to be like it's got to be done this week and then moving on I mean I think it just goes to show that there's there isn't that magical thing Uh, by the way if you hear planes flying over that's 
you know, I'm my, in an airport. My, yeah, my shop <laughs> is at an airport essentially. But like I was saying, I think I think what that kind of just shows is that there's not like this magical way that you can just. I mean, obviously, artists have made careers on being completely creative and and you know making up a, a few pieces of art a year or something and it, and it works. So like, right. it's not impossible, but it just goes to show that no matter what, I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah. You're, that's the, you have to be better than me. That's, that's, that's number that one. But the idea that like, you know, YouTube is this doing, doing content is this magic place where we can just do whatever we want. And, um, you know, it's, it always comes back to like, it ends up being a job and there are schedules and there are deadlines and things. So, um, yeah. It, and I don't want to sound unthankful. It's a great course, job. Of course that I love and I'm sure most people who do it of love course. it but like it is still you know you'll get a lot of comments of like man you're living the dream and like to an extent yeah I feel like I am like mm-hmm. living my dream but like that doesn't mean it's just like puppies and roses right, right, right. day in and day out like, right it's still there's a lot of time like I'm just sitting here sanding stuff and like not filming it right and I feel like what am I doing right 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 but it's all part of it very true very true all right next question this is a weird one they even say it xyz create this one is a little weird would you rather sweat mayonnaise or sneeze hot sauce? <laughs> do you have an obvious answer? Um, do you lean heavily towards one? No, I don't. I don't think I'm like, oh, for sure, this or that. What are you, an idiot? Of course, I would. <laughs> do, you? do you? Wait, yours? do you? Do you? Are I, you hard? I feel one like way? I do lean. I lean pretty heavily towards one, but okay. I want to hear yours okay. first. I think. What do you do? I think I enjoy hot sauce more than mayonnaise, so like, <laughs> I I would I wouldn't hate sneezing hot sauce and then like. If I'm eating a taco or something, it's just like, bam, hot sauce, you know, what, yo, would you help other people out? If you know what, I I wouldn't be against it if they were into it. Like, man, (laughs) I wish, I wish I had some hot sauce. I'm just like, okay, let me look at the sun for a (laughs) second. (laughs) Well, I think you're right. Cause that, that's the one that I chose, but not because I love, have a love for hot sauce. I actually don't like it that much. I actually do like mayonnaise quite a bit, but I feel like I have more control over when I sweat and I do it a lot more yeah. compared to sneeze. So like if I sweat mayonnaise, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to stop running and right. going to the gym and staying in shape and all those things. Whereas like sneeze, it's fine. People just think I have a bloody nose. Right. I'm like, wait a minute, let me taste it. Well, then they have the problem if they want to do that. Well, and that's, that's the thing. Like if you think about it, you know, like we we're just saying, sneezing hot sauce could almost, if you, if you, um, you know, twist it right, it could almost be a good thing. But like, can you imagine... If you Sweating all of a sudden mayo? were getting, yeah, getting nervous, like, you know, in a crowd of people and then you just <laughs> got mayo coming out, like, no way. <laughs> yeah, you shake somebody's hand yeah, and yeah. you just slather. It's like, like, it's like a ham sandwich. Yeah, no, like, there. oh, good thing I had this bread here. Here, wipe it on. Soap the- it, yeah, you just have to start carrying bread around. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a great sandwich maker. Yeah. You could get you a, you could get a job, my first job, job ever. Subway. Yeah, that's right. Imagine how much overhead we could have saved for that Subway franchise. <laughs> all right, let's see. The next one comes in from... Equave 6, I'm probably saying that wrong. Do you think the DIY content creation bubble will burst? What would you do if slash when it happened? So do you think we're in a bubble right now? If I'm being totally honest, I think possibly yes. I think we might be in a bubble. I don't I don't want to like be super negative or anything, but um yeah, it does kind of feel like that. I think there's a, a ton of I mean it, it just just if you look at it over the past few years. Um, and I didn't even like, I wasn't even really watching this whole DIY thing until I kind of got into it. And just, just yeah. since I've been aware of it, the, the, the increase in the amount of people doing it, which to me is like super positive, but I think there is this potential for 
you know, a lot of people that, that are doing it as a livelihood, a way to, you know, live. It's a, you know, it's a little, little nerve wracking, but. Well, okay, here, let me ask you this. Do you think that there's a DIY bubble or just a DIY content creation bubble? Content like, creation. Cause I don't, I don't think there, I don't think you can have a bubble to something that's just like what people do for or fun. Or just people you know? liking making things. Yeah. Like, and I like, think that's me, oh, I, that bubble. I want that bubble to grow forever because to me, that's to having, having people make their own things and, you know, repurposing things and fixing things like, man, let's, I want every person on earth to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, okay. So for that, I don't feel like there's a bubble just because right. I think it's, if anything, it's probably just like a reaction to where society has gone over right. the course of the last like 50 years where, you know, people mostly work in an office and that kind of thing. But like, there is this human desire to make and create things. Right. And so I think that like, it's basically just an expression of that. As for the content creation thing, it's really hard to say because like, it didn't exist as a possibility up until right. like at most 12 years ago, but right. even more realistically, like five years, like, cause if you look at what, you know, YouTube and those kind of platforms were before that, it was like, you know, cat videos and right. stuff like that. So I don't know, man, like it's definitely been, I could see where it could feel like a bubble because it's like something that has only been a possibility for just call it seven years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so of course, like there's going to be this flood of people getting into it. Right. But I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, that the, just the scope of the internet is so beyond what we can kind of comprehend that there, there is space for everyone. Yes. Like if, if some, if every single, you know, every single person in, in the state of California wanted to do DIY content creation, I think like there's probably a way that, you know, maybe, maybe not make a living from it. That's a whole other thing, but to just put your stuff out there and, and be part of the community and post stuff on Instagram and YouTube and whatever, like as far as that goes, I don't think that bubble can, it, can pop. It would be interesting to talk to like somebody who's worked for a company that caters to that. So like, I don't know exactly what company that'd be like, maybe like Craig or something mm -hmm. like, has there been an explosion in like these sorts of tool cells over the course of the last five years? Or is it like, Oh no, it's kind of like always been right. coming along at this pace. Like, you know, you can't really look at, you know, job site table saws or something because right. like they're probably predominantly used by construction workers. So of course that's always going to be going and will have has existed much before this, but yeah, it'd be interesting to look at it from that perspective from somebody who would have some insight to it beyond the like, right. yeah, there's this platform for people to do it on now. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to know if there is like one analytic or, or, you know, if there's, if there's something that can give us like a really, really accurate representation of, of what we're talking about, that would be, that'd be super interesting to see, but I don't know if that exists. Okay. So now the second part to the question is what would you do if, when it happens? So let's just assume that we're in a bubble right now and it's yep. going to burst. Okay. How, how long do we have? Two weeks. I'm freaking no, I'm out. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's say, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. So like, okay, assume that things are going great right now, right? right. If it bursts, does that, is, like, why would everybody just be like, I don't care about this overnight? Or would it be like, oh yeah, things have been declining. And like over the course of the next two years, it's not going to be a sustainable business. Right. Anymore. Like how, how would that bubble, like, would the, yeah, would, it's not like a housing market. Right. And like, like financial forces, the, the bubble bursting would essentially just be like the, the, the people that got into it, hoping to make a career out of it. And it didn't get to that point. They stop, but then do the people that were, 
you know, how, how, how many people are affected, like how far down, how far up the ladder does it go? You know? Right. I mean, I think it would hinge on, so like, I think the, the pin that bursts the bubble would just have to be like lack of interest from viewers. Right. right. Like that's got to set the whole thing off. So then you say, oh, okay. So now people like me who are making videos to cater to people right. who want to watch them. Now you can't do this anymore. So then does that affect certain businesses let's say maybe let's say the uh let's say the the entire bottom falls out of the entire diy market so like, people just don't want to watch it anymore it, no, yeah no one wants to watch it yeah it, no one no one's no one's doing like no one wants to learn you know like let's say we get to a point where um technology is so good that that like no one needs to make their own stuff anymore or whatever oh there you go um and so like no one cares about watching it for entertainment no one cares about watching it for learning purposes we're all just living in vr yeah yeah it's like uh, what was that movie ready player one i was gonna say wally <laughs> you've I've got, never you've seen got ready two player kids one. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do in that situation post-apocalyptic <laughs> I'm just playing video games yeah, in yeah, VR. I guess so, right? Yeah, we're, I don't we're, need to make anything either. We're living the dream with everyone else. Yeah, I'm just going to be like The Matrix. Yeah. I could have said any number of movies for it's just like that movie I'm realizing now. <laughs> Land Before Time. Uh, yeah, it is Whatever. just like Land Before Time. <laughs> it's exactly like it. You got a dinosaur. Who are you in that movie? I can only remember nobody's name. Yeah. Sally? Was that a choice? No, Sarah. Was, wasn't there like um little foot little like foot that? yeah and like yeah, there we go i want to say like gus or something but you be gus that's cinderella maybe <laughs> that's one of those mice <laughs> all right so but what okay let's just assume a more normal situation people are just not interested okay. in this anymore so what okay. you're doing right now doesn't exist as right, a job right, right. what would you do i guess that's the question let's be real get depressed <laughs> number one well i mean go find a job <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's always the the backup plan to like go back to what we did before this. I think there's ways to take take what we're doing right now and um, shift them outside of content yeah. and and utilize you know different things that we've developed over the past few years and and turn those into into lucrative things. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I you know I always wonder. Now this got me thinking about just like the the possibility of going back to work. Like how, how well would the time that I've spent doing this serve me if I had to go back to like a corporate job? Yeah. Like on one hand, I think like, oh, pretty good. Like you ran a business and you had to wear a bunch of different hats and, you know, you should be a, a more well-versed person for it. But then at the, uh, the other end of that is like, well, what's the reason that you're having to do this is because you failed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, I feel like that's going to be the little... uh umbrella in that drink yeah like oh night great resume uh this is really impressive you owned your own business what ha but what happened in 2019 oh, <laughs> everybody overnight lost interest yeah. <laughs> in diy content creation and here i am oh sounds terrible let's, let's hope it doesn't happen let's hope that equave six is just uh speaking very hypothetically yeah i'm gonna go with that all right next question comes in from angstrom design who wants to know original stuff or double stuff now you think it's stuffed? I see this in your notes. I I I wrote it out as stuffed, S T U F F E D. But in but I'm in looking. my but in my head, I think it's S T U F T. We're talking Oreos here, right? See, I think it's just stuff. Are we talking? We're talking Oreos. Yeah, we must be double stuff. I think I think it's just stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. <laughs> it's the white. That's the white stuff. <laughs> oh, it's just like some stuff between the cookies. I'm typing it in Oreo. Double 
Google it. Stuff. Here we go. Oh, it's just one F. <laughs> oh, no. It was nothing. <laughs> We're all wrong, but I'm closest. Wait, what? But we all overbid, though. So Price is Right rules we Hold all Hold on. Double stuff. Maybe there's maybe why oh, look, oh, F is trademarked. Okay, here's this. Why is there only one F in double stuff Oreos? That means What's the reason? that means the cream in a double stuff Oreo is. Oh no. Okay, this is not giving. Oh wait, it's wait, hold on. Stuff percent lighter than two times. That place is the. Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. That means the cream in a double stuff Oreo is seven percent lighter than two times the cream in a regular Oreo. That places the double stuff Oreo in the same range as. The Subway sub that's the subject of a lawsuit what? because it's I think it's what it's saying is that the double stuff is not actually double. Oh, so like they weren't legally allowed to say maybe that it, got it. So they had to just like come up with a different word. Mike, industrial maker should be able to weigh in on this <laughs> yeah. legal expertise. Yeah, let us know but what that, you think. That kind of makes sense. But for a second there, I thought you were getting back into the question about mayonnaise, <laughs> sweating mayonnaise, talking about Subway. I have to say but, I'm I'm floored. I'm absolutely floored. That it's S-T-U-F. I hate it. Me too. And I, this is a shock Yeah, this, this is everybody. like, I mean, forget the question about the, the content bubble bursting. This, this just rocks my world. We got a real situation world. on yeah. our hands now. Yeah. Well, okay, well, first off, what? no, no, now I'm wondering. So then are regular Oreos just called Oreos or are they called like original stuff? That's a, that's a great question. The, uh, I mean, we all know what they mean, but well, which one are you picking? Original or double? What, me? Yeah, what do you go for? Oh, I, I don't... think that was the question. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. Let's get back to the original stuff or double stuff. What am I going for? None of them. I don't like Oreos. You don't like Oreos? <laughs> Oreos are pretty good, man. No, no, you're nuts. <laughs> I'm a. You know, I'm I'm like a I'm like a classic cookie guy. I like chocolate chip. Yeah, chocolate chip. Maybe a peanut butter. <laughs> Will you eat a nutter butter? That's kind of like a peanut butter Oreo. I was a big nutter butter. A kid, like that was a that was a that was a big thing in my in my youth. Yeah, I was just crushing those. I take that peanut butter out the middle and ooh, baby, just enjoy those peanut shaped cookies. That's right. I'd go original stuff, which I I think I feel like that's maybe against the grain. That might be the less popular decision, but I like the chocolatey part of the Oreo. It's not so bad, and it's got like a it's got a better ratio for my money. I, now they also make thin ones. Oh, do they? I don't know if you've seen the. I don't know what's the point of that. Like you're dieting eating Oreos. <laughs> Who are you fooling at that point? <laughs> Not even yourself. If, if that's your idea of a diet, you're probably the type of person who sweats mayonnaise. <laughs> you're definitely not a hot sauce sneezer. No. Uh, mayonnaise sweater for sure. I have to say, if I'm if I'm going with an Oreo, I'm going original. I the the last thing yeah. I want is more of that stuff of the stuff. Like one F. Yeah, definitely, definitely not my not my jam. How how are you eating them though? That's the big question. Like, do I twist them off? Yeah, I'll twist yeah. them off. Twist it I'll off. twist them off. I'll dunk them until the bubbles stop coming out of them. Wait, wait. So you twist it. You take you you scrape the cream out. <laughs> I'll switch it up. Every other cookie, I'll scrape cream. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm dunking cream. Wait. So why do you twist if you're dunking cream? So that I still have two cookies. Oh, Double you, the pleasure. Wait, wait, wait. You twist so you separate the cookie, then you dump dunk them separately. Well, one of them's like a tostada with cream on it. <laughs> right, right. It's not like you twist them and then the cream is just floating in the air and you have two cookies. Right, right. But That'd so, be something, though. So you're getting so you're getting one with cream, one without. Both dunked. Exactly. Separately. Yes, both dunked. See, Separate dunkings. I'm, I'm twisting, scraping, smushing back together, dunking. <laughs> <laughs> so two of, the, two of the cookie parts. Right, 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 no, right. No stuff. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's the better, like I'm getting rid of the stuff 
right off yeah, the I'm bat. I'm surprised they don't make, I mean, I guess they probably wouldn't sell very well, but I'm surprised they don't just make one that's like just one half of each cookie with no stuff. Right. I wonder, I wonder if this is aggravating people. Probably. Or what if or a big, uh, big Dick. shot at Oreo yeah. is listening right now? He's like, that's a genius idea. We're going to sell a million <laughs> oh, of them. No. You're a damn genius. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that one. Okay. We actually have another food-related one. XTJoy14 says, workshop snacks, question mark, fuel for creativity. What are they and why? I love food talks. But actually, before we answer that, let's take a quick break. Thank you, Storyblocks, for supporting this episode of the Modern Maker podcast. Storyblocks video is a great service for when you're in need of a quick video clip for B-roll, After Effects templates, or motion backgrounds for your videos. I really like using it for the vector graphics. So if I need a pattern to CNC or laser etch onto a material, I'll look at Storyblocks and I'll just search under textures and patterns. And what's awesome is they'll have some things that look like they're hand-drawn, but they're vector files, so you can scale them perfectly without them becoming pixelated. It's also just a great resource for actually sifting through ideas because it's so well curated. So anytime you're looking at a project and you think, hey, maybe this wardrobe's just a little bit flat or dry, and you're trying to get an idea for either maybe a stencil that you paint on it, be sure to check out these kind of graphics. And they're royalty-free, so you can use them both for professional or for just hobbyist use. So by joining Storyblocks, you'll have access to studio quality clips, templates, motion backgrounds, and more at a fraction of the cost. You can download as much as you want from their member library and get exclusive discounts to millions of additional marketplace clips where you'll save 40% off every purchase compared to non-members. New clips are added regularly, so there's always something fresh to download. So head over to storyblocks.com modernmaker to get started today. Again, that's storyblocks.com modernmaker. Or just click the link in the description. All right. Thanks, Storyblocks. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, and even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those new goals. Absolutely. And my favorite Skillshare course I have ever taken is DIY Cinematography, Make Your Videos Look Like a Movie from Ryan Booth. It does a great job of lining out all of the concrete quantifiable aspects of what makes footage look cinematic or professional, but it also goes through a lot of the philosophical, maybe the abstract, less concrete ideas that make footage look more artsy and creative. So if you're interested in stepping up your video game like I have been lately, this is a great resource, but the amazing thing is there's also a resource for every creative or business skill that you're interested in learning on Skillshare. So right now, Skillshare is offering Modern Maker podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to the over 25,000 classes that they have for free. To sign up, just go to Skillshare.com slash ModernMaker. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash ModernMaker, and you can start your two months for free right there. Again, go there. There's going to be a link in the description, and check it out and start learning. All right, back to the show. All right, we're back. So workshop snacks, feel for creativity. I guess those are two different questions. So first, workshop snacks. Are there things that you like just leave sitting around your shop? Yeah, I I, like I almost oh, what I said that you snack on. Yes, I um I almost always have Nature Valley. Uh, oh yeah, those uh, are messy granola bars. Well, okay, so here's here's my 
here's what I, I don't, I, well, it's not really a hack. It's just, I don't eat the like original. Well, I do eat the original ones. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not get crazy. I mean, I I don't, I don't, uh, I won't turn one down, but they have these, um, they're probably way worse for you. And so like, ah, I already know where you're going. Yeah. They're like, they have like some kind of like some kind of glaze on the bottom that holds it together. I think they're called like sweet and salty or something. Yeah. 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 I know those. So there's those ones, which are great. But they're like almost like a little candy bar. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they also make these ones that are um, they're like a protein, like their version of a protein bar. And those are oh. also like more held together. Those are great. As far as like those being like great, like workshop fuel and like fuel for creativity. Uh, jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for the research yeah, to come yeah. back. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm a uh, my snacks that I keep on hand. I always have beef jerky nice in the shop nice just because i feel like that's a little bit more satiating yeah than like some of the sugary stuff but then i also have like these little like half kind bars so it's like a kind bar just like a smaller Small version. version of it yeah i keep those now okay feel for creativity yeah so that's... i guess that would just be like coffee or something i will uh man i don't know when when do you when do you feel like i think this is a interesting topic and i i remember talking about this a lot in my, I took like I did a year of art school, uh, film school, but like I had to take some some art classes. And I remember my art teacher. One of her big things was about like when you're most creative. What did she say? It, I think was it's, it the same for everybody? He, no, I think it's I think it's it's different for everyone. And I I know for me, and I think a lot of people were like this. They were always like, oh, late at night. Yeah. But then like my issue is like late at night. I might be creative, but I'm also that's like when I'm laziest. Yeah. So I will say though, like if I um late late at night if i've like had a few drinks or something then that's when i feel like it's not like you know i'm having this like crazy mind mind altering thing but like i just it's just like when i'm like the most relaxed that's when i can come up with my best ideas i think maybe you're just uninhibited yeah i think yeah i'm not judging yourself too hard or something and i do think like the late at night thing and like, I think even the lazy part of it, if, you know, if I can get past being so lazy that I don't want to like grab a notebook, mm-hmm. then yeah, being, being super relaxed and like that vibe is, uh, is really good for me just cause like, yeah, it's that like uninhibited, I can kind of just not worry about it. Yeah. See, okay. So I don't feel like I have a particular creative time. Yeah. It's just, and, and I also think that I'm pretty good at manufacturing creativity mm-hmm. like if someone just told me right now like i need ideas for this i could be like okay give me 10 minutes yeah. and like i'll think of something but i wonder so i've i don't have anything against it but i've never been drunk i've never been high right and i often wonder like oh, i wonder like am i do i have untapped potential <laughs> because i haven't done these things i don't know i think i think that's i think it's an interesting thought i also don't think that it's like a magical Right. You know, like this. You know, Everybody's a genius. Right, right. Like go down the rabbit hole and, uh, you know, you're in Alice in, Alice, Alice in Wonderland or whatever. I, 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 But I do think that there is something to be said about, kind of, I mean, kind of what we were talking about prior is that, you know, I'm not I'm not saying like I'm I'm getting hammered and crushing, you know, six beers and then like, oh, I'm going to design some furniture. <laughs> that should be a good one. That could make a good video. I, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's get Sean super drunk and then he has to come. No, we won't let you do the building. We'll just let you do all the designing, but then you have to build sober, whatever you <laughs> Right. Don't let me loose on the table saw. Yeah. I'm building it now out of the way. <laughs> but I do think there is something to, yeah, that just like, just kind of 
even just ever so slightly. And like I said, it could even just be being like tired mm-hmm. that like just slightly changing your perspective or something very much can, can, you know, open up different, different ways of looking at things and stuff. You know, I used to, when I used to like write music, I would always have this thing that would happen where like, as I was drifting off to sleep. So like that mm-hmm. kind of twilight moment where you're still awake, but like not 100% conscious, I would have an idea. And I can remember like humming stuff into a little voice recorder that I kept by my bed. Yeah. And they're always terrible ideas. <laughs> no, just joking. No, but there were like, I would just like have like full ideas come into my head where like I wasn't even thinking about it one second. And then like I have the full idea the next second. Or right. at least it seemed that way to me then. I've never had that happen with furniture. Right. I've never been like drift off and been like, an amour. <laughs> right, right. Like you see this, this yeah. perfect, perfect piece of furniture. I have always like, I've always kept like a, a notepad by my bed just for like different reasons. Like, you know, whether it's design ideas or, or anything else. T-shirt but again, <laughs> those come to me all the time. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> I always kept a notepad by my bed. T-shirt ideas come to me in my sleep. That's on the back. Yeah, on the back. But it's again, it's one of those things where like middle of the night, I would have like a dream or a thought or something. And I'd be like, oh, I should write that in the notebook. And then I'd be like, nope, and just fall back asleep. (laughs) And then you never remember what it was. Yeah, of course not. So, you know, I think there's something to it. But now I will say to get back to the original question, I've started drinking coffee quite a bit more, but I still don't drink it enough where like I still feel like it affects me pretty good sometimes when I have it. Mm -hmm. And I will like a half hour after, like, I'll be very, like, optimistic. Oh, and, wow. like, feeling good. Like, I'll be like, yeah, let's work. Let's do, like, I'm just happy or whatever. And I feel like I probably could be more creative in that situation. Although, I don't know that I'd want to, like, really sit down and draw. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I know, I'm, I'm like a one cup of coffee a day type. I try not to drink more than that. And so, even, even at one cup, like, come, like, 11, 30, 12, if I'm not, like, you know, going to eat soon, like, I get like jittery enough where like I wouldn't want to grab a pencil and paper and try and start like sketching something, you know, accurate. Like, cause it just, I just like, it's not like, you know, I can't even get my hand on the page, but it's just enough where I'm like, you know, I, 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 the, the nerves are kind of heightened. What if that became your aesthetic of like, just because you (laughs) were doing that and you're like, well, I guess this is how I have to build it now. (laughs) And it was just all these like jaggy lines everywhere. Coffee jitter furniture. Uh, Hey, we're on to something. the new mid-century modern is coffee jitter. <laughs> the the one thing I will say that's kind of the opposite of that is that I know after lunch I get super sluggish. Like mm. especially depends on like what I eat. Like if I have All kind them of a sweet heavy and lunch. Salties. Yeah, if I just <laughs> if I just have a have a lunch of like six sweet and salty granola bars, <laughs> I'm just dragging. <laughs> a couple uh, beers, maybe the yeah. inspiration juices flowing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like if I, if I eat like a big turkey sandwich or something like, oh man, that that's, yeah, it's bad news. So I, I, it's like, I gotta, I gotta be aware of that stuff too. Well, if you do decide to get one of those sandwiches and it's missing mayo, just let me know. <laughs> I'll sweat it out for you. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Actually the next question, again, you know, that's weird. So we had a food question that flowed into a food question, which ended up being about creativity, which flows into the next question. Wow. This from is just Cam Asher. And it just says design inspirations. Ah. You have any thoughts on this? I actually do have a thought about this, which we've kind of talked about on here. But I, in general, think like the whole idea of inspiration is overblown. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's mostly perspiration. <laughs> <did not> <laughs> and that means like man, mayonnaise perspiration. 
Yeah, mayonnaise person. Ooh, that's a good flavor. <laughs> Most of the time, like when I go to design something, it's not because I feel inspired to do it. It's like, I have to come up with two things next month. What do we need? Oh, we need a dresser. Okay, let me sit down and start drawing out some dresser ideas. Mm-hmm. Sit down. I'm not inspired at all. I'm just sitting down to do it. I start coming up with some ideas. And usually what ends up happening is through that, then like eventually something will be like, oh, that's cool. I like mm-hmm. this. And now I'm excited and passionate about it and working on it. But it's never just like, oh, inspiration struck. I'm going to go do this thing. It's always right. like through working is like where the idea comes from. And totally. I, feel like, I feel like people think it's the other way around for some reason when like, I don't think there are many people that are truly that way where it's just like, I had this grandiose idea because I saw a tree. Right. I, cloud or whatever i made a i made a video a while back probably i don't know like a year ago um and it was kind of about like my design process and like one of the jokes i made in my video was like a clip of me you know um laying there with my eyes closed and then like doing the like wide awake like oh, i have an idea and like yeah. it's never happened like that right and and like even you know even i have a lot of people say like oh wow you were just in chicago or something you must have seen so many inspiring things it's like yeah like inspiring in in like a way of like wow like these buildings are amazing or this um, design is amazing but like i i never look at something and then instantly go like oh i can take that shape and and translate it into a piece of furniture and i'm I'm sure there are people like that but just from my own experience like it never happens like that it's like what you're saying where i have to sit down and go okay i'm now going to design a coffee table and then i might go oh, I, you know, I, I want to do something with a curve in it. And then I'll be like, oh, I remember that building I saw that had this curve, you know, then it maybe will translate through there. But yeah. never, never do I just look at something and go like, I'm inspired to make a piece of furniture from it. Yeah, like, so I mean, I've kind of like, tried to do what you're talking about. So like, obviously, there are literal things like the Nintendo Switch right. TV, where like, I'm literally just like, oh, it'd be cool to make my TV look like a Nintendo Switch. And like, that's as literal as you can be. <laughs> right. Then there are other things like I love shoes and I would like to incorporate some like shoe design stuff into pieces of furniture. But even there, it's like it's going to be work. It's going to be labor. It's like I want to do this. Now I have to sit down and think of a bunch of ideas until one of them is cool and spark. And, you know, then I get excited and start going on it or whatever. Right. Or like the Xbox shelf was like, you know, here's the idea. We want to do something based off of an Xbox. And again, it was okay. Let me think of some ideas. And then eventually one of them is cool. So. Yeah, I think that stuff's in the movies. Movies have ruined us into thinking that that's how inspiration <laughs> I, works. I, well, I was just about to say that. I was like, maybe, maybe most. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm. Maybe we just have this like um, twisted idea of of how inspiration happens. But like, yeah, I, I think for the most part, the general consensus is that like it, you be you become inspired by something, and it's like this really serendipitous thing Mm -hmm. you're just where you're just like oh my gosh i I feel inspired it's just it's happening yeah and i mean well i'm sure everybody does feel inspired but that doesn't mean that like the flushed out idea comes right right it's just like i feel excited to accomplish something now i got to figure out how to accomplish yeah and i i imagine even like the great the great artists of our of of, you know of history would probably say the same thing where it's like you know oh i was gonna i was gonna paint the the roof of the sistine chapel uh, but like, I'm sure Michelangelo spent many, many, many days like boardroom meetings. Like, yeah, like or, this penis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no gonna, good. I, I, <laughs> I won't keep going on that. 
on that thread. But yeah, like I, I imagine that even even someone like him spent. I'm sure you probably could could look it up in a in a history book. Or I've read but. every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book, so I think I know a thing or two about Michelangelo. Buddy loves pizza, uses nunchucks, wears an orange thing. That's all you need to know. Headband was a turtle. Was a turtle turned got some ooze spilled on him and became a ninja mutant teenager. All right. I think I derailed that inspiration. <laughs> no, I mean I, that. I just I I think I think we're on the same page, and I I think uh, all roads it, lead to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, basically. Oh, actually, no. I did have another thought about this. Okay. In one way, I think it's bad to think about inspiration that way because then it could lead some people to think that like they're just missing something, and that's why they're not doing this work or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. I and I think I think yeah, we were both like trying to get to that. Where it's like, yeah, like the reason why I like to tell people that it doesn't just happen like a light bulb is because right. I think that that disservice. Gives, what? It's a disservice to them right, right, right. To think it, that I it think, does. Yeah, it um, it creates this this idea that creative people or or artists and designers have this thing that other people don't have, and I don't think that's accurate at all. Because I don't, I don't, I, I definitely don't have like for me to design something, it takes work. So yeah. Oh, you know, it's a perfect, like a practical example of it is there's plenty of times where like one, the main way that Sean and I started interacting was through doing hangouts to like work on design stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And it would be very much like, I want to do this. I have a couple very rough ideas. And then we'd kind of like screen share and bounce ideas back and forth. And like usually come away from that hour and a half with like, oh, cool. I got like a couple ideas, you know, and sometimes like it even branched off into like, oh, I ended up segueing into this totally other idea that I wasn't even expecting to work on. But again, it all happens through like just being like, I'm going to sit down for an hour and a half and just work on ideas. Right. Yeah, definitely. Way to do it, people. All right. Next question comes in from my mom. And she says, what is your favorite ride at Disneyland asking for a friend? That's an inside joke. We have this little like box of cards with questions on them at my parents' house with there's supposed to be like conversational things, like if you're having a party or something like that. And it, and it'll be questions like that. But every time my dad will pull out the first card and ask that question, regardless of what it says, just to basically troll my son who thinks that like he keeps getting that card randomly. <laughs> but like, oh, if I man. was going to, you know, it's, OK, so I have lived in Southern California my whole life, like 15 minutes from Disneyland or whatever. Last time I went to Disneyland was like over 20 years ago. Oh, my God. My kids have been plenty of times. I've not been with them. My Dolores takes them and like my parents take wow. them. Wow. I mean, I've I've been. Well, OK, I don't I don't live much further away than you. A couple hours. Like so I guess a couple it's, hours, yeah. yeah, still still fairly close. But geez, I've been I, I've been many times in the past 20 years. You got me beat. <laughs> wow. So then, OK, you haven't been there in 20 years. What would what's your favorite ride 20 years ago? Space Mountain. I mean, that's it probably uh, that, still is. That's yeah, it's still still a great one. I'd like I'm, to go on the new Star Tours. I've heard good things about the. Uh, is it called like I want to say like Cruising America or something? But I don't think it's where you like hang glide. Oh yeah, that's that's in California Adventure. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, oh okay. So I well soaring, I, I really soaring that's soaring it. soaring. Yeah, I really want to go back to Disneyland because they have the new Star Wars land. So I think that'd be cool. Not like I'm live I'm podcast. Not, what live podcast Ooh, Star there we Wars go. Like we're doing it but which which is i'm not i'm not a huge star wars fan but like i'm enough where i think that would be fun but in another ride in california adventure is the cars ride and that thing mm. now that's Got a good acceleration one. that one is good that's some good riding boy 
talking cars. I mean, come on. Got it all. <laughs> all right, let's see. It's got it all. Talking cars. E. William Luce wants to know, what is a trait or skill that Sean has that you admire or learn from? Yeah, what do you what do you admire about me, Chris? Well, <laughs> I really like his glasses. No, yeah. yeah, I've said this before plenty of times is that I think that you're definitely a level up in terms of woodworking ability from me. Like people think I'm being modest when I say that I don't think I'm that good of a woodworker. Or I said that I don't think I'm good. I think I'm very average. I think I'm a very average woodworker. And like, I 100% believe that is true. And I will defend, I will put my <laughs> skills up against anybody to show them how average I am. I mean, we've, we've had this conversation, um, but I think, I think I, um, I agree with you to an extent, but I think, that I, I think you're, oh, I think you're maybe overestimating uh, what the average woodworker can do. Cause I think you're a very good woodworker and I don't, I don't think I'm anymore. I, I actually, I'm definitely no more skilled than you. I might just like know some more things. Like, you know, I, I might have done some more things. I think you're technically a little bit more skilled. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of that, what it is. It's just yeah, like, I, I, mean, I feel like you have more woodworking knowledge than I have. Like if when a problem comes up, I think you're probably more likely to have the solution. Yeah. I mean, that's, we could do this. That's probably fair. And I think that just comes with like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know, just like maybe me having done more custom work in, in my, in my time or something. Yeah. But that's very nice of you to say. (laughs) Yeah. Can I tell you something, Sean? This, we're not even recording. I just did that. We've just been having this conversation the whole time. So I could get you to say that it's not true what I'm saying about myself. (laughs) Man, that was a. It was all a, a big. Actually, I don't even want you on Four Eyes channel at all. <laughs> this whole thing has just been a ruse to get to this point, and it worked. <laughs> just for me right to say you're above average. Yes, <laughs> I'm in that 55 percentile, baby. No, but no. I, I really do think that. So I guess that would be the thing that I would hope to learn. I guess that's that's the question: is what I want to learn. Anything you want to learn from me, Sean? Just to be more more skilled and stuff. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, like I can I answer this uh, question Please. too? What yeah, is we'll it, flip it around. So, what is a what trait, is or, a trait s- or skill that Chris has that you admire or learn? From? Uh, I wanted to. I was hoping I could just talk about myself. A uh, bit more. What do you want to learn from yourself? <laughs> you, I think, I think, like we've been talking about, you have this um, this ability to like, like you're saying, you look at like design and stuff in a in a way that is more like work. And where you're able to just like, you know, if someone says, okay, we need a, um, we need a dresser design. You'll, you can, you can come up with one. And I think, I think you're not only your ability to do that, but then your ability to like recognize good design and understand, I think, I think for you, that comes a lot more naturally than it does for me. And I know we, we've talked about this even with like stuff like making thumbnails and, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you have this eye for, for like graphics as well as like furniture and design and stuff that I think for me, it it's just in the almost the exact same way that you think that like my woodworking skill maybe is I just like it, I I, ha- I have more of it or whatever. I feel like you have more knowledge and ability when it comes to that side of it. And I admire you, that. Thank you so much. John. <laughs> Are we recording? Or has it, no. You, you made me think of something else. So like one of the I'll, I'll get people asking me for tips on designing stuff, which so as much as I I'm trying to tell people I'm not being humble. I really believe that I'm an average woodworker. Mm-hmm. I will always, to prove that that's true, I will say, I think I'm a higher than average designer. Like, yeah. I think that's where my skill lies. And like, that's why people watch the stuff and go, oh, Chris is a good worker, woodworker. It's like, no, the stuff is cool looking, but like the right. technical 
aspects of what I'm doing or nothing special. Right. And beyond like, so what I tell them when they ask for tips is like, be comfortable with the fact that the first thing that you're going to design is not going to be perfect and make it and look at it and say, okay, what's wrong with this? And then change that and then do that again and do that again. And eventually you'll get to a point where you look at it and nothing's wrong with it. And like, so you're basically designing through the process of elimination of the bad. Right. And I, I think that like even more than being a good designer, kind of what you were just saying is I think I'm a good critic of things. Mm-hmm. So like I can look at this and be like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is mm-hmm. wrong. And I change it to just like, okay, now nothing's wrong with it. So therefore it must be good and yeah. I can proceed or whatever. Yeah. And I think anybody can do that. Like, I think it's just a matter of, well, maybe, maybe that's not true, but I think it's just having good taste. Like if you have good taste, then you can look at something and be like, here's what's wrong with it. Yeah, I, I think and I like this is this is could could be an entire other other conversation. But I think a lot of design, you know, being a good designer and and coming up with good design ideas comes from just having an eye that recognizes when things are are proportioned well or, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people like you're saying, a lot of people ask like, you know, oh, how do you how do you um, how do you design things or how do you how do you know how how wide things should be or how thick the legs should be or something? And it's like, man, I just I just start like cutting stuff. And then when it looks I, I you know, I'll cut it, I'll cut it wide and then I'll cut it a little a little thinner. And then, then I'm like, right. I hold it up. I'm like, that's that looks good. I don't know what the dimension is. I don't you know, it doesn't right. need to be two thirds of of this or, yeah. or, you know, yeah, they're um, not really like these hard and fast rules. That right. People think that there are. And so, um, like, like you're saying, like when you, your ability to look at something, I think a lot of people could look at something and be like, something's wrong with this, but, but I think they can't you pinpoint it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like something looks weird, but then your ability to recognize it and then also like know exactly what it is. And then, and then also come up with your better version, I think is a, is like a really nice skill to have. Let me ask you this. Do you like, look at old stuff that you made in the beginning and think that like, oh, this is bad or this is wrong or whatever. Yeah, I, I try to I try to like uh, recognize the progression and, and be OK with like the things that I I made early on. But yeah, there's definitely things I look back and I go, oh, you know, I could have I could have done made that slightly shorter or, or you know just little changes yeah. i try not to look at something and be like oh my gosh that is embarrassing to look you know like right that's 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 terrible because I, I don't really believe that i think even even my the stuff i was making you know like pre you know i was i was making really like rustic things early early on stuff out of wine barrels and things which i don't have i ever seen any of that stuff i would like to see some of that stuff at some point. there might be a few things on on my way back on my instagram but like i you know that i was doing that stuff you know way back and i there like i was barely even on Insta. like you know content wasn't even a twinkle yeah. in my eye so like it, none of that really i was making it for for people that had already bought it. It was, I was just, you know, I was, I was just trying to make a furniture business. Oh, and that's true. And I guess, was that because you live where it's like wine country? Yeah. I mean, when I made this decision to, to pursue furniture making, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, what can I, what do I have easy access to? I mean, both my parents are in the wine business, so I was able to get wine barrels fairly easily. I didn't have many tools. So I was working on like a really limited, in a, in a limited situation. So it was like, what can I make? 
that doesn't require a lot. And it was like, oh, I can I can screw together wine wine barrel parts to make like bar stools and, and things like that. And so, yeah. you know, when I look back at those things, I go like, eh, that's it's not that's I, I didn't enjoy, you know, the 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 design and the style of those. But it was it, it was the natural progression, you know, from there then to the nicer stuff I made. So I, I try to look at it in that way rather than be like, oh, wine barrel furniture is lame. Yeah. Yeah. And was it like, were you selling them to people that were like, had, I don't know what you call it, a wine house or something? A wine house? <laughs> I got a wine house. A wine farm? <laughs> no. What was, are they called? <laughs> like a, like a, like a winery? Oh, there you go. Winery. <laughs> no. Well, like some wine stuff <laughs> in the wine shack. I was selling it to people who maybe wanted to have a, a wine shack. Uh, uh, you know, aspiring it, winos. Yeah. It was like. I like my one of my first customers who like I would love to so it's it's one of my good friends sister and they actually live in like North Dakota or South Dakota or something and I would love to like uh email them and be like hey you know let me make you something something better now Can we um, that <laughs> but what like I told you before <laughs> right, right. but that they that was they like I want to you know if I if I'm ever at a point in my career where I where I thank people I'll thank my parents and my friends and then I'll thank them because they bought these these bar stools for me before I had like a website or an Instagram or something. So, you know, in in that At way, the Woody's 2022 <laughs> Woody's, you're going to get called up. So start writing that acceptance speech. Right Wait, now. Is, that a, is that a thing? No, <laughs> let's make it. <laughs> let's make it a thing. And then that way you can win some that, award yeah. and get to thank these people. I'm going to give myself the the Woody. I would be playing you off right now. (laughs) We're we're editing that off. Edit that part out. (laughs) Maybe the whole, maybe Woody's is just a bad idea. I'm going to give myself a Woody. Let's call them the splinters. We get a splinter award. That brings it back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles conversation. Oh, God. Anyways. (laughs) What were you saying? Well, I I just, just about how I, um, how I'm very thankful to those people. And I, and I, because it was something so early on in my, in my career, it's something that I don't look at in a negative way, even though I'm, I'm not wildly proud of, of yeah. those. But to all the people who bought the ugly crap I made. Thank you. I salute Sincerely. you. Yeah. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> all right. You got any obsession? We could do the obsession thing if you got one. Oh, geez. I anything you're particular into besides, besides those sweet and salties. This this is this isn't necessarily like this, you know, um, specific to this week, but um, basically, I've just been obsessed with over the past few months is the Bon Appetit uh, YouTube channel. It's like the greatest. I've, I know I've told you to watch it, and you probably have. I, I was going to say I never listened to your recommendation. <laughs> no, I was going to say, did Mike or Ben mention it on here? Oh, they or might. Maybe have. it was us talking about it. But is that the one where they'll do the like, like a pastry chef is going to make Kit Kat bars, but like a yeah, high yeah, yeah. end version of it or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I think people. She, I think there was like a pop one. People kept yeah, sending like a, it to me. Oh yeah, they, that was fairly recent. I think. Yeah, I got sent that one plenty of times. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what I'm obsessed with. It's uh, it's very good, and I don't even. I'm not even a big cook. I don't, actually, Although I'm not even. I wouldn't even that. say big. I'm just not even a cook. Barely knows. All he can do is sneeze hot sauce. <laughs> Other than that, he's useless in the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Basically. I'll save my. I'll save my obsessions for next week. So thank everybody for listening. You can follow Sean Boyd at Sean Boyd Made This on Instagram, I believe. Is that right? That's right. S H S H A U N. 
I'm at four A uh, four A's furniture. How would you four ah furniture? Four R furniture. There, that works back to the talk like a pirate. Oh yeah. I'm at four eyes furniture. And actually, Sean is part of Four Eyes Furniture too now, posting videos That's on right. Four Eyes channel. Both of us. It's not That's my right. channel that he's posting stuff on. It is our channel, and this is your podcast. Wonderful. Talk to you next week. Good way to fizzle out. <laughs>